We are back for another episode of... A Wild Conversation. Oh. What was Sorry. it? Was that, was that... No, let's... That's we'll, Juanita. We'll, ju- we'll just leave that in. Okay. Because <laughs> so, we did that on the we air. We did that on the air today. It's fine. Uh, we're back with another Wild Conversation with Manita Prasad from the Greater Vancouver Zoo. This is a very timely topic. Mm-hmm. Halloween is today... And we're talking about Halloween animal safety, which is very important. Yes. Yeah, and I think it's something that people don't often think about until they have a negative experience. Right. Okay. Right? So, so and there, like there are a lot of people that have pets at home. Do you guys have pets at home? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. 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 We've got uh, we've got a cat, Gigi, new cat too. She's uh, she's new to our house and. Yeah, so you don't know how she would be affected by fireworks or anything like that. No, don't have no idea. She's huh. fascinated to look outside. She spends a lot of time looking outside. We don't let her outside, of course, because yep. coyotes. But um, yeah, that's, so that'll I, be interesting. Yeah, it will be very interesting. Mm. And I have, uh, well, I have a rescue dog actually at home, and he's skittish of everything. Last year there weren't too many fireworks or anything like that, so he he was okay. But I mean, you can imagine for other people in neighborhoods where. You know, fireworks are going off all the time for Halloween. Mm-hmm. What about you, Manita? Do you have yeah. any? Do you have any? I do, I do. I have two dogs, two snakes, and, and a frog at home. <laughs> so the reptiles are all okay. It's just <laughs> the dogs that I'm concerned about. And I have had negative experiences in the past. So that's why this topic, I think, is a little bit uh, more uh, important for me because of what I've experienced. Right. What What's yeah. some of the things that you've experienced? So my dogs, like I have husky uh, wolf crosses. Oh, oh, nice. So you can imagine their senses are quite heightened and they're really strong. Uh, so I have a huge fence backyard so they can run around in. And one day I was at a Halloween event in Richmond. And this was for work, so it was during the day. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I will get home on time to get the dogs in before uh, anything crazy starts. Right. So I was probably home at around 4.30, uh, and when I came home, there was a note on the door. (laughs) And it said that your dog got stuck in the fence. I took it to my house, and there was an address there. And I was like, what? What's going on? And sure enough, I walk around to inspect the fences, and there was a hole uh, in in one of the fences. So I go over to the neighbors, and I'm like, what happened? So I guess there were fireworks going on in the afternoon. My dog freaked out, completely lost his mind, chewed a hole in the fence to try and get out, and got himself stuck halfway. Oh, wow. And, and this, was, this was my boy, Howler, and he looked very much like a gray wolf. He was a big dog, so right. it was very intimidating for people. But the neighbors across the street saw him, pulled him out, and took him home. And I was very thankful for that, because if he got out, he would have just run. And I don't know if I would have been able to find him again. Wow. You know, actually, this reminds me of a story when, when I was younger, my mom and I were coming home from 
somewhere. This was, this was like a day after Halloween. And it was dark and dingy along this road, and we could see something running towards us, like right down the middle of this road, which is usually fairly busy. And it's pouring rain, and it's windy, and there's still firecrackers and fireworks going off. And it gets closer, and it's a lab. Like this lab is just soaking wet and muddy and terrified. And so we slowed down, and I opened the door, and it jumped in our car right away. Wow. And yeah. so we didn't have, um, I can't remember how we found the owners because it was back when we didn't have social media or anything like that. But we called the SPCA and, and we kept the dog in our garage for, I think, a night or two. Mm. And then we finally found the owners. And yeah, sure enough, it, it dug a hole under the fence in the backyard and it, it was terrified of the fireworks. But I'll never forget that. Okay. So, I mean, uh-huh. fireworks is is a little down our list, but I mean, obviously that's... A huge concern mm. for dogs specifically because of their uh, because their hearing is so much better than ours. Yeah, exactly. And I, but I, the good thing is, I think most municipalities have banned the use of fireworks. Mm-hmm. Yes. It doesn't mean that they still don't get out there. But. Yeah, I've I've never understood the fireworks thing. I grew up in Ontario, and. Halloween and fireworks, they just weren't associated at all. Mm-hmm. We always uh, let off uh, fireworks on uh, the May 24th weekend, like Victoria Day is when we did it. Yeah. And when I got to BC, it's like, what's going on with this? So uh, yeah, yeah, see, my, in my culture, um, lights and like lights are a huge part of all of our celebrations, right. whether that be candles or flames or, you know, we, we do incorporate a lot of fireworks in, in any celebration that we do have. So for us, it's, it's a cultural thing. Right. I wouldn't say Halloween fireworks is cultural here. I don't think. No. I, mean, I think you know. I think it's like you know. You look down into the in the U.S. and the states, and there's firework stands on the side of the highway. Yeah. You know, at a truck stop where you can yeah. go and buy them. But I guess is, it just depends where you live. Is there anything that we can do to, to help our our uh, our pets with fireworks? Yeah, for sure. So you know, just keep in mind that pets are sensitive to loud noises, flashing lights, and strong smells. Um. So keep them indoors, and when I take my daughter trick-or-treating, I put my dogs in the house, I close all the curtains, I turn the TV on, and keep all the lights on. Okay. Right? So that, you know, they hear the background noise of the TV, and they're not seeing the flashing lights or hearing loud bangs. Right. Mm. Okay, I wouldn't have thought about the curtains thing. So. Yeah, 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 no idea. Okay. Let's let's go back up the list. Yeah. And let's okay. talk about uh, dressing up. Dyes, paint, and color. Yeah, so not all animals feel comfortable in, in costumes. So people do often resort to, to using dyes, paint, and color. Uh, it's really important to make sure that it is pet-friendly uh, and to test it on a small area that is easily washed and monitor for bad reactions. Uh, because animals can be allergic to different paints and dyes. Uh, and it's really important to keep lick, licking and grooming behaviors in mind because the animals may be tempted to lick the applied color off, mm-hmm. which could cause all sorts of problems like digestive upset. Mm. Um, and then you'll be dealing with, you know, a vomiting dog or a dog that has diarrhea. And that's not yeah. going to be yeah, I, I've seen on, on Instagram, even when it's not Halloween, and there are people who do like to dye, specifically, you know, a white fluffy dog, pink or something like that, just just for looks. But I just, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. 
Yeah. We don't have anybody in this studio that has even <laughs> thought about dressing up their dog, do we, Jess? <laughs> I always make sure it's a costume that is not, you know, restricting to him. Right. He hates me, I'm sure, but, okay. uh, I mean, What about yeah. his dignity? Are you concerned with that at all? <laughs> He's never said anything yet, so. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I do like to, he's a smaller dog, right? And I like to put him in, you know. I mean, when we're going out walking, how am I going to make myself sound good here? I don't know. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. Uh, last year, I can't remember what I put him as, but this year I thought about, you know, getting him in a little tiger costume for Tiger King. <laughs> but I mean, you go to PetSmart and you would think that places like that would have an appropriate costume where it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to hurt the dog. Mm-hmm. But I could be wrong. Um, what what should we be considering for costumes yeah. if we do dress up our dog? <laughs> so you have to make sure that the costume fits correctly. Right. Not too tight, not too loose. The animal should still be able to move around and breathe. Um, and that there's no masks for sure because you don't want to you don't want to impede uh, vision or breathing at all. Um, and just to avoid costumes with dangly fabrics, bells, or other items that could get caught on things and uh, cause tripping hazards or potentially be in- ingested. Mm. And it's really important that if you do choose to dress your animal up, to introduce the costume slowly. So piece by piece in a very positive way. And just remember to respect um, your pet's preferences and their limits and be aware of common signs of stress. Wouldn't the right thing to do, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to be, uh, you know, a, a David Downer, but wouldn't the right <laughs> thing to do would be just don't dress up your pet at all? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna see so. myself out of this conversation now. <laughs> but I mean, I, you know how people love their pets, and we love to anthropomorphize, anthropomorphize mm-hmm. animals. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a reflection of ourselves, right? Right. Are you dressing up your snakes as anything? <laughs> no. <laughs> Only myself and my daughter will be dressing up. Okay. You could dress them up as shoelaces. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did manage to uh, get a tie on my dog one year. He used to wear a Halloween tie. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> This is a wild conversation with zoologist Manita Prasad from the Greater Vancouver Zoo. We are talking Halloween pet safety, and we are back with part two after this. Experience the wonders of nature at the Greater Vancouver Zoo. Come explore a beautiful open-air park with over 120 acres. Connect with nature and support local conservation efforts. Get closer at the Greater Vancouver Zoo. Visit gvzoo.com. Welcome back to a wild conversation with zoologist Manita Prasad of the Vancouver, Greater Vancouver Zoo. Oh, sorry, Manita. On Country 107.1. Halloween safety for pets is the topic this week. And uh, treats. This is a real important one, I think. Maybe the most important one because they can be deadly. They can be deadly, yeah. So um, Halloween treats aren't meant for animals. So a lot of the items can be toxic and contain things like chocolate, or raisins, um, and even xylitol, which can be very toxic to animals. What about about chocolate? Is that not bad? Yeah, no, chocolate is. It is. Uh, The rule of thumb for chocolate is the darker the chocolate, the more toxic it is. That's what I've heard. Okay. Yeah, because it actually contains um, a substance, a caffeine-like substance called theobromine. Uh, So dark chocolate has increased concentrations of that, and it's a 
a substance that naturally occurs uh, in, in cocoa as well, but cocoa itself is also um, toxic to dogs. So one ounce, which is a very small amount of dark chocolate, is enough to cause um, a 10-pound cat to require an emergency veterinary care trip. Wow. Yeah, so you just really have to be careful. And animals that do have pre-existing medical conditions, um, like heart disease or suffer from seizures, would be at higher risk because um, the toxic compounds affect the heart and the brain. Also, I would imagine there's choking hazards. Yes, choking hazards, and we have to remember uh, the wrappers. The wrappers can uh, cause uh, suffocation risk, uh, as well as um, digestional upset from obstruction. Uh, things like xylitol. Xylitol is a natural sugar alternative, so it's becoming increasingly more common use in, in candies. Uh, it's in things like hard candies, sugar-free gum, and some chocolates do also uh, contain it. Uh, so just make sure treats are, are placed out of reach. Um, just some of the toxic effects of things like raisins, uh, grapes, raisins, as well as currants, all can lead to acute kidney failure. Oh, my word. Uh, but it does require uh, large volumes of it to be ingested. But what volume uh, creates toxic effects is unknown. So each animal could have their own different limits. Right. And you really, if, if your dog uh, or cat is, is unattended, you, you know what <laughs> they can do within a very short period of time. They can do some damage. Right. Yeah. 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 So, okay. Exactly. And I've had this issue actually twice with my dog, Howler. Uh, one New Year's, uh, he was, this was when he was in that awkward puppy stage where you're kind of a, a teenage puppy, but right. not quite, oh, so you're just half size and clumsy so i had a coffee table and i had about a pound of chocolate covered coffee beans and a cigar (laughs) (laughs) enjoy it on new year's um and he had eaten the entire thing my goodness (laughs) like he ate the bag of chocolate as well as the cigar and had diarrhea for about a week and he was fine (laughs) other than having to clean up his run but and the second time was I had gone to my brother's wedding. Uh, so I took my dog with us because we drove to Edmonton. And uh, my brother's wife, uh, or wife-to-be at the time, had they had handmade all of these chocolates for the, for the individual placements. Uh, and it was up high on a shelf in the bathroom, just like on some shelves. Well, while we were out, Holler had managed to lock himself in the bathroom he pulled down all the towels on the rack, had eaten all the wedding chocolates, and then went to the bathroom all over all of the towels. Oh, my word. I'm sorry, Manita, this sounds like bad parenting. Okay? I, I'm sorry for laughing, but that's kind of like, you know, worst case scenario, you know? I know, I can imagine how terrible I felt. But, oh, no, your, your wedding chocolates are ruined my dog ate them all. Oh, boy. Um, decorations, it's obvious. You don't want them eating them. And, and animals will eat anything. Oh. Heck, we'll eat anything. Um, so Yeah, for sure. And you have to remember, like, you know, a lot of these decorations have sudden movements and spooky sounds, all of which contribute to the uh, discomfort and stress and even levels of 
anxiety for animals. Animals can experience anxiety too. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. even the ones like the ones that are motion detected and they jump out at you. Could you imagine yeah. being a little dog and walking past that? And- yeah. <laughs> and that's just because we're going to react. So your dog is probably going to react according to how you react. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And then think about things like glow sticks or glowing jewelry. Mm. Um, the the substance they ca- they can they contain is non toxic, um, but can lead to irritation, uh, particularly in cats. There's been a lot of irritation to cat skin and eyes. Okay. Uh, so just be mindful of that and. Electrical cords. There's increased electrical cords out there with all right. these decorations. Okay. Uh, but one of the most dangerous decorations, actually, is the fake spider webbing. It's safe. It's fine to use indoors. If you're going to use it, use it indoors. But right. a lot of people like to decorate it um, outside. But it really confuses a lot of animals, like like birds and bees. Mm-hmm. They they get stuck in it and will will die as a result. Our coworker was just telling us about a story about there's a warning out for hummingbirds um, being stuck in in the fake spider webs. Yeah, it's our our small songbird populations are the ones that are being affected by it the most. Oh. And when I heard that fact, I was like, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, neither yeah me I. either. Yeah. Mm, okay. Handing out candy. Um, I guess just. Make sh- well, keeping the door. We had a problem with that in the past where right. the cat would always, we'd have to lock the cat in the bedroom right. because she'd always right. try and make a run for it every time the door opened. And mm-hmm. that's the last thing you want on on Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So huge escape risk, and especially for cats. Um, it's an increased risk of danger because it seems that there is a lot of mischievous behavior around Halloween. And, and cats, unfortunately, have uh, the, the negative... Uh, effect uh i don't know why cats are maybe they're easier smaller to catch so people tend to do right. <laughs> terrible things to cats but also thinking about the constant knocking or ringing the doorbell or kids yelling trick-or-treat that can be stressful i know a lot of dogs as soon as they hear the doorbell they lose their mind mm-hmm. right? <laughs> they're gonna lose their mind like a hundred times a night yeah that's got to be stressful yeah i mean they're just they're just warning you that something's up right i mean they're 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 doing you a favor yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, what about, uh, you've got here trick or treating. I, I assume it's probably not a good idea to take your dog out for a walk <laughs> during this? Well, some people like to, right? And it's just important to keep them on a leash the whole time. Right. Um, because it, the world becomes very stressful during Halloween to an animal. So it, it prevents them from eating dropped candy, uh, eating garbage, uh, even bolting if startled. Right. Uh, and it minimizes them lashing out at other animals or children because you, if your animal is feeling stressed uh, and is afraid of things popping out of them or loud noises, you know, you never know how they're going to react. So it just minimizes the risk of unknown and unwanted behaviors. Okay. That's all good. Good so, to know. So uh, what are you dressing up as? I am Little Red Riding Hood this year. Aww. Cute. And, and and what's your daughter? She is going to be the prettiest little uh, vampire princess. Aww. Oh, and your dogs are going to be the big bad wolves. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, one uh, one's a, a St. Bernard lab cross, so he's kind of just a, a horse, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That is awesome. I could just picture the size of the of the bags of dog food that you have to buy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> At least are they still they're on the same dog food. You don't have to buy two different kinds. 
Um, well, I do raw meat diet. That's so what we do as well, yeah. Yeah, so it gets quite pricey, but uh, yeah, it is what it is. I yep. chose them to be my family. So. Yeah. <laughs> Well, all of this really good advice. Um, hoping that you and uh, your daughter have a, a fantastic Halloween. Um, well, thank you. You guys too. Yeah. And uh, if you have any extra candy, we're good. We, you can just drop it off here. We are more than ha- yep. happy to help you out, okay? You can leave it at the door. Just knock twice and yeah. we'll know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> Thanks, Manita. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, guys. This has been a wild conversation with zoologist from the Greater Vancouver Zoo, Manita Prasad, and we return next week at 8.30 on Country 107.1.